You're listening to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardee. I'm a spiritual life and business mentor, helping you create a life of freedom and purpose. On this podcast, we chat all things mindset, spirituality, and entrepreneurship. My job is to teach you how to believe in yourself, connect to yourself spiritually, and go after your big dreams. Girl, let's do the damn thing. This episode is sponsored by Podcorn. I know so many of you are entrepreneurs and have your own podcasts, and I'm always getting asked about monetizing. I've been personally using Podcorn for about a year to find podcast sponsorships that line up with my brand message. It's super easy to use, and there are so many different options available. So if you have a podcast, you're going to find sponsorship opportunities that make sense for your listeners. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, such as host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there's no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. The Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when we monetize. Click the link in my show notes to sign up for Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities right away. Hello and welcome to the Canon Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah, and today I'm actually interviewing a guest. It's been like maybe a couple months, but you guys are absolutely going to love Keisha. I found her maybe a year, year and a half ago from her podcast. Um, Her podcast is so fun, so informative very motivating, and I was so excited when she agreed to be a guest on our podcast. She's a ball of energy and a vibe and a half. You guys are going to love her right away. You're going to know what I mean. So Casey Fitzgerald is a vivacious entrepreneur, podcaster, speaker, and life enthusiast obsessed with helping women develop mindsets that serve them by enabling them with tools and community. She's the founder of She Goes Company, a global personal development community for women called The Collective, and her top-rated podcast, Empower Her, with over 2 million downloads in less than two years, which is incredible. Welcome to the show, Keisha. Ah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to dive into all the juiciness, and yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. So let's start off and give everyone a little bit of your background and your story. I want to know where personal development first came into play with you for you and how you, you know, went from where you started with personal development to becoming this super successful and confident entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, it's crazy because it's always so many like ups and downs, right? Like the journey is like all of these crazy pivots, but from a high level, I was, um, you know, I went to college, got a job after college, started to climb the corporate ladder. And I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, like checking off all the boxes. And maybe some women listening to this can connect with that feeling of like, I'm doing all of the quote unquote right things that I thought should make me happy. And I remember I was in a job that I actually really loved. I had great managers and great salary and great career trajectory. I was working in project management. And I was like, there's something in my gut that's telling me that there's something more. And not as in like not being in the corporate world or being an entrepreneur is more or one is less than the other, but more so more in line with what I felt was right for me. And for me, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to be in the entrepreneurial space, but I had no like ideas. I was thinking like Shark Tank, like I don't have an invention. Like, what am I going to do? I don't really know. 
Um, but I did know that I needed to make some sort of a change in my life. So because I couldn't figure out what to do, I decided to start with my health because I thought that my health could help me build confidence because at the time that I was working, um, I was working in downtown Seattle and I was working with the team that was partially in Beijing and Chengdu, China. So nine hour time difference. I was in a job that I wasn't really qualified for. Brene Brown would say that I was like hustling for my worthiness. Like I was trying to show up and say yes. And, you know, wearing busy, like a badge of honor and like, I'll do this and I'll do this. I was in a predominantly male um, corporate world of just trying to prove myself. So I decided to start with my health on the side, which led me into eventually um, on the side, starting a network marketing business partnering with a health and wellness company. Then my now fiance got into dental school at NYU. So I quit that job, got a job at Google in New York. We moved from Seattle to New York city. And that side business that I had started to take off to the point that it surpassed my full-time income. So I left the corporate world in April of 2015. And what I learned a lot about being an entrepreneur is so much of it is about your mindset and what you think you're capable of and um, how you choose to show up. And it, it really just immersed me into personal development. It immersed, immersed me into podcasts. I knew that I was going to be the biggest catalyst for making progress in the direction that I wanted to go in my life, career, relationships, whatever it was. So I got obsessed with it. And then fast forward a couple of years, we moved to San Diego and I decided, you know what? There's not a ton of podcasts that I felt like were kind of like, come with me, let's figure this out together versus look at me, I've got this all figured out type of podcast. And I wanted more of that in the personal development space. And if anyone like listening to this, when you've got a gut feeling that you want something, sometimes I think that's a really powerful signal that you're actually the person that's supposed to create it like creating what you wish existed. If it's not represented, you should be the representation of it. And that's been tried and true for me in a lot of different ways in my life. But I started to start a podcast and now I've been podcasting for about two years. That business that I had previously is no longer a focus of mine. And I started a new company in January of 2020 with the purpose of helping women get more tools in their toolbox and community to um, get obsessed with personal growth like I am. So now we're here today chatting. Ready to rock. <laughs> I love it. And thank you so much for, I just want to honor you for sharing the realness, sharing that entrepreneurship and life in general is ups and downs and it's oh, not just yeah. this magical world where they'll just get rich overnight. <laughs> right. So real. And so important to talk about because often it's like, especially when everybody's posting their carefully curated content on Instagram, they're like, I did this and this is what my entrepreneurship journey is like, or I bought the house and here's my perfect marriage. And here's my like matching toddler with me, my outfits. Like, it's like very easy that even if cognitively as adults, we know that that's not the reality. We know there's more, more going on behind closed doors, but when we're socialized and we're scrolling through it and seeing it over and over again, I was like, I am not going to be the person who's going to tell you that this is easy. It's not easy, but I'm going to be the person that's going to remind you that if it's not easy, you're going to be really proud if you push yourself through it, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm all about Sharon. You could ask me anything about the messy stuff. That's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I love that too. And I, I love that so much. And I think it's really awesome that you looked at starting a podcast from a perspective of let's do this together versus like, look at me, I'm this yeah. expert, right? Because we're all learning on the same journey and, and we're all equals down inside. So I just really like that about you and that realness. So I want to ask if you like, what is one super important message that you just are bursting at the seams right now to share? And if you could just tell, like, if you knew that my listeners would walk away with one thing today and it would magically like 
attach itself to their brains, what would that message be? Yeah. Oh, I love this question. It would be to get obsessed with the process rather than what the process could produce in oh. anything. Because I, I mean, whether it's that you're working on a health goal, like, you know, obviously, you know, new year, like I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And it's like, that's amazing. Have all of the goals as humans. We love progress. We love growing. We need to be working towards something. Otherwise we just feel like we're like floundering around. Like, what am I doing here? So I think goals are really important, but the reason that I've been able to stay consistent and the reason that I don't burn out is because I ask myself all the time, how can this be more fun? How can this be more fulfilling? How can I get more present where my feet are? How can I get more excited about this rather than waiting until some arbitrary goal to feel accomplished, to feel proud, to feel like I've done something? Instead, it's like I'm getting obsessed with the process so much so that I am not even focused on the end goal, which gives me this really awesome open lens. And you know, to the listeners, it gives you this open perspective of like, you don't know what's coming and that's actually a really amazing thing because if you focus on the process and how you can celebrate even like small wins along the way, you're giving yourself an opportunity to build confidence, which is what this podcast is all about. Like building confidence by like those tiny little things, like keeping promises to yourself along the way. And you get that opportunity when you're more processed focused rather than end goal focused. And I think it's easy to wait until you've arrived at some milestone to think you're, that you're going to be happy or fulfilled. But I would challenge anyone to like leave this episode, just remembering that I am going to get more focused on what the process is and how the process can be more enjoyable than anything that I could get from the process, the abs, the butt, the money, the accolades, the recognition, any of that, that's not going to make you happy. It's going to be, if you can get obsessed with the fact that you're constantly going to be leveling up, you know? Yeah, I, that's such, such an important message. I definitely like have moved through being the person that was just like obsessed with getting the next promotion when I was in the corporate yeah. world. And then I was obsessed with getting the next number of followers and all the things. Yeah. Um, have you seen the movie Soul, by the way? I haven't. Oh my gosh. It's the new like Disney Pixar movie that it's, Ooh. it's really, really good. And it like, this is the message of the movie. Um, oh. yeah. You I need to go to see that. Clearly, I need that. It's so good. Um, but yeah, it talks about like you you get to this magical place. You've worked so hard to get there. And then you realize like that it really just doesn't make you feel different. Like, yeah, it's cool to like win the award or, or get the thing or quit your job. But along the way, you miss out on so much if you're just focused on the outcome. So I yeah. love how you explain that and you really put it in an action-oriented way. So yeah, that's amazing. Well, I mean, what you just said too just made me think of how if you actually don't get obsessed with the process and you arrive at the goal, and like you said, maybe you don't feel differently, you also do this really interesting thing where you look back at the path that you took toward getting there. And if it was so hard and it just sucked the soul out of you and your health was put on the back burner and your relationships were like, you know, jeopardized in order to get where you want to go, you're probably not going to want to push to the next level because the path that got you there wasn't fulfilling in the first place. So let's just, you know, squash that idea and just make the path more enjoyable. So you look back, you're like, yeah, I can do that again. I handled that, like bring on the next thing and elevate to an even better, you know, more vibrant version of you who's living her best life because you're willing to shoot for that next goal versus is staying stuck because you don't want to keep moving forward. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I love how it's so like transferable. I, I love using the example of like wellness or fitness as an example. Yeah. It's not something I have ever taught, but yeah. it makes, it's just makes so much sense. Like you can relate all of these things. Um, yeah, that's awesome. 
So in your journey, what's the biggest obstacle you face where you've been like, okay, fuck, I just want to give up. I just can't do this. Like when, when have you been in that mindset? Yeah. Oh gosh. So many times, so many times. One thing that popped up for me right away is that we know like by nature, we know not to compare ourselves to other people, even though we still do that. Um, we know that that's a real thing. Like, you know, we could talk all about that. I could go on a huge tangent, but what's also interesting is we can't compare ourselves in something new to a previous version of ourselves in something that we crushed it at or something that we saw a lot of success at and think that because we saw success in something else, that that will then transfer to the new thing because you really don't get to skip that beginning stage. And when I moved from building a business that I saw a ton of success in, a lot of accolades, big paychecks, got to speak on big stages, got all of this like praise externally and felt pretty qualified to do what I was doing. But, you know, my gut was telling me like, it's time to make a change. So when I made that change and moved into starting my own company uh, back in January of 2020, I, it's almost like I forgot that when you're brand new at something, you just kind of suck at first because you don't know anything. And then you're, you're qualifying yourself in the process to be able to handle that next level. But I had to remind myself of that. And it was really tough when I set these expectations of like, I'm just going to come into this and I'm going to be able to crush this. And I'm going to know exactly what to do because I've done that in something in the past. And it's transferable to anyone that's even like in the corporate world right now, where maybe you have a job and you switch companies and you've done that job before, but in a new company, it's a completely new environment. It's a new ball game, but you're setting yourself up with these expectations of, I crushed at this last thing, that this should just be an easy transition, but it's still new. Just like starting something on the side, like that blog, that podcast, that Etsy shop, that business on the side, you just suck until you suck less and then you get good and then you get better. And if you keep putting your reps in and you get obsessed with that process, then you're going to get great but it's going to take time. And it's the constant reminder with myself of like, okay, you never done this before. You're going to suck. Okay. Lean into it. And then you're going to get better. It's all right. You're just going to keep putting your reps in. And that's a really important dance that I'm committed to doing for like the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So like, why did we, and when did we decide not to do things unless we were going to be perfect at them right away? <laughs> I've gone through that so many times. Yeah. We'd all be crawling. If we did it, like if we weren't willing to do it, like I just think of how much fulfillment I would rob myself of if I waited until I felt ready. Like I would never feel ready to do something. So it's like, I also would rob myself of the pride that comes from when you know that you're not really ready, but you choose to do it anyways. And you prove to yourself how capable you are that there's nothing like that feeling. Yeah. And it's also really valuable because it, it dispels the ego. It teaches us like, oh, that voice that tells us we can't do things well, it, it wasn't true this time. So maybe yep. it's not real. And yep. it even goes back to your like key message that you shared about like enjoying the process. And instead of being obsessed with like, can I be perfect at this right away? Or am I ready? It's like, Hey, let's just have fun with this. Like, why can't we just have fun doing things? Yeah. And I wish that that joy element and like the play aspect was something that was discussed in, in goals, whatever goals, whatever genre they're in, because if I can do something like to get it done, it's like crossing it off my to-do list, right? And no emotion tied to that. But if I'm doing it to do it, 
it feels so different in my body. It, it's delivered so differently. Like, you know, as a podcaster, it's like, if you're just jumping on like, oh, I need to record a podcast episode. It's not going to hit the way that it's going to hit. If you're like, I'm so excited about this guest, or I'm so excited about this topic. I cannot wait to share this. It hits differently because that enthusiasm is so real and contagious. And it then goes back to making you fall in love with the craft of doing something enough that you'll want to keep showing up and actually staying consistent with it. So it's like, if you're not having fun, I think that's like, if you're, if you're quote unquote successful, you're making money, you've got this title at work, you've just got this promotion, all this stuff, but like your relationships are falling apart. Your health is on the back burner. You hate going to work. You're counting on the days till Friday every day. Is that really success? Cause by my standards, that's the worst. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I used to be like, you know, I worked in sales. Like I was kind of like you, like very hustle, very like worked yeah. in a male dominated industry. Like I'm just going to show up and do everything. And I, I think I really didn't think it was possible to have a thriving career and make money and be happy and, you know, mm. take care of my health because we just are told you have to pick one or the other. It's you know? so true. And, and it's funny because that anytime that I see something that I think is a problem like that, I'm like, Ooh, okay. I'm triggered by this problem. Looks like I'm going to double down on being an example, like of what's possible, a testimony of what's possible for other people by how I choose to show up to my life. So the fact that that's a trigger for you and it was for me too, of like, why are there no examples of people that seem like they're genuinely excited while also hustling? Looks like I need to double down on that because it's really hard to be what you can't see. And for me, I'm like, gosh, there's not a lot of examples of people that are doing this. There's not a lot of examples of women that like have these amazing marriages that are also like moms, which is what I want to be one day that also have these amazing careers and they're helping tons of people. Where are those examples? Like, well, I guess I have to become one. Right. So I, I love that you like get that feeling too. And you choose to use your platform to show up and share that message. It's so important. We just need more women doing that and being honest about it. Yeah. And like you mentioned earlier with entrepreneurship, at least it's like, oh, why doesn't this thing exist? Maybe I should be the one. Cause it's, you know how we always say like, why doesn't someone solve this problem? Why doesn't somebody invent this? Yeah. Somebody like what, but it goes to the imposter syndrome. And, um, a question actually I wanted to ask you is, you know, there's people listening right now who are thinking they want to start a new career path, a new, um, entrepreneurship venture, but, they think that people who are already doing it and who are successful, you know, there's something magical about them that they just don't have. Right. And and it can't work for them. And what if it doesn't, what would you say to that person? Yeah. I love when it comes down to essentially the questions that you're asking yourself and you can flip those questions and take action. So when you say like, what if this doesn't work out? What if it's even better than you thought that it could be? right? What if I fail? What if you don't? Like literally like asking yourself different questions, your brain is like a computer. You're going to answer the questions that you give it. So I would first start like core, just starting to capture all of the questions that you're actually asking, because you have to understand that your brain is going to look for evidence to prove that to be true. So then you're just going to go on this scouting mission where you say like, oh, but I suck at this. I'm never going to get good at this. Why is this taking me so long? Those questions are giving you crappy freaking answers. So start there, take inventory on all of the thoughts that you're thinking, the questions that you're asking yourself, literally like write it down if you need to catch those thoughts and then decide what would be the opposite thought and start going that direction to open up your mindset. And then when you're looking at other people that are doing it, they're proof that the market needs it. 
but it's never been done by you, which sounds like a fluffy Pinterest quote, but truly your personality, your experience, your scared, um, like, or your, your desire to start, but fear is like letting you stay stuck. Someone needs to see someone with your exact situation and circumstances, be honest about it and show up and push through. And I think it's so powerful when we decide that the mission and the gifts that we were given in our heart of like, okay, to the woman listening to this, who's like, okay, she's like, I got this entrepreneurial thing on my heart that I want to do. And I'm talking myself out of it because Sally Sue T93 on Instagram is already doing it girl. Well, I don't believe that if you are gifted this vision, that you aren't also gifted the ability to figure it out. But now it's on you because this dream isn't just about you anymore. It's about all of us women collectively stepping up and doing the thing that's placed on our hearts because I'm not gifted the same vision that some of my best friends who are crushing it as stay-at-home moms are gifted. I'm not gifted that vision, but they're going to crush it and be an example to those people that want that vision. And I'm going to be an example to other people. So when you really understand that it's actually not about you anymore, it's about who you're also going to serve by you choosing to show up, then you actually don't just owe it to yourself but you owe it to that woman who needs to see you with your exact situation. And that always gets me going. Cause I'm like, if I'm gifted this vision, I have to go do this. Cause somebody needs to be inspired by this. Like I got to do it. Like, fine, I'll do it. Okay. I'm in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it almost goes back to like doing it for, for the process, doing it for the joy. It's also doing yep. it for the purpose and for, yep. for your why and connecting to that and staying, letting that drive you. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what's something that you're working on right now? Is there a part of you that you feel like is, is having like an ego driven aspect or maybe an insecurity that you're working on that, you know, what would that be for you? Yeah. So for me right now, I am navigating, learning how to slow down and, um, rest more so that I can use what I'm learning in that rest season to propel me forward. And a lot of it actually comes from my background of like this, like hustle mentality. Like I can just do it. I I'll, I'll take that on. I'll take that on too. But learning to say, Hey, I'm strong because I'm willing to ask for help. And I've got, you know, energy to spare because I'm willing to rest. And I've got this like contrast of the full human experience here where I'm not just running at one mode. So in real time, I'm learning how to shift gears and constantly tap into different modes rather than labeling like rest as lazy or unproductive. Instead, I'm like, oh, this is necessary, right? This is necessary for me to keep and maintain the type of energy and the mission that I have, right? Like I, I have to have this contrast, otherwise I'm going to burn myself out. And so as my business and the company that I have, and as just, you know, my podcast in general, like starts to grow, I'm learning to say what is needed to get done by me and what can be outsourced and why am I trying to do it all? Am I attaching my identity to, you know, being this person who can accomplish this all and saying that I don't need for, to ask for help? Cause I know that how that's going to result. I know that's going to result in me burning out and I'm not going to then get to live out this mission that I want. So in real time, the rest I'm learning, the slowing down I'm learning, the, you know, like trying to like, you know, meditate and stuff like that. Just trying to be a little bit more grounded. It's actually a weird challenge because I'm like a go, go, go person, but it feels really good. I feel more balanced and more present and more grounded, like present where my feet are, which is just a huge mindset that I'm trying to work on right now. Yeah. Do you know your human design by chance? Are you a generator? I'm a manifesting generator. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I'm constantly like, oh, like all the time. Yeah. It's real. 
Yep. Absolutely. I love that. I read, I read about manifesting generators and then I'm also a seven on the Enneagram. So I'm like squirrels dancing in my brain all the time combined with like, let's go. And that is a really amazing thing to produce a lot of awesome, um, you know, high energy content, but it's also something that has to be protected very well. Um, so that's, that's the game that I'm learning in real time. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Sevens are fun. Sevens are fun. <laughs> And sevens don't want to get stuck. If anyone listening to this doesn't know what the Enneagram is, you should definitely go take that. Google it and find out what your number is. It literally is my favorite personality test. I love it so much. And it taught me a lot about myself. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. I'll link it in the show notes. Yay. So how has networking been part of your business? Like, especially being an online entrepreneur, have you um, been able to connect with other like-minded women? I mean, I know that you have, but how has that affected your journey and how have you found other women to connect with? Yes, 100%. I think it's really easy to feel alone in entrepreneurship if you don't seek out connection. And what, you know, my circle of girlfriends, I've got a wide range of like some people that are in the entrepreneurial space, some people that are in the podcasting space, some people that are not entrepreneurs at all. And I think that diversity is huge within my intimate, like actual connections of my closest girlfriends. I love that not all of my girlfriends are entrepreneurs, but I love that probably half of my best friends are in the entrepreneurial space. That I just, I love the yin and yang of it because I feel like it gives me all of these different perspectives. So there's that. In, uh, in terms of you become, you know, an expectation, you become the byproduct of the expectations of your peer group. So if you have people that think that you're the crazy one, then that's not going to be conducive to your growth. So you got to find people that get you and that are at your same wavelength. And I think that's super important. So you don't feel alone, especially as humans, we have this basic need to want to belong. So we don't want to feel ostracized. So curating an environment of my close friends has been really important. But then also what I'm learning too for this year is I need to be around people that are way ahead of me. I need to tap into people that are having like, that are five years, 10 years down the road that have a mindset that I'm, I haven't developed yet that I'm trying to learn in real time and get into those rooms or get into those conversations. And for me, a lot of that expansive growth has come from you know, before I could meet people in real life was tapping into their podcast, was reading tons of books, was really just trying to think about people that are further along in the journey and how I can almost like develop a relationship with them without actually knowing them. And then this year I'm actually joining um, a mastermind with like some other like high level entrepreneurs that I think will be huge that I decided to invest in. But then also my entire business is around cultivating community because I feel like it is so important to get into the room with people, whether that's even virtually right now with people that are like, girl, I've been there. I got your back. I'm struggling with that too. Oh my gosh, that's so tough. I was crying on the bathroom floor with my snot and mascara, like getting all up in my mouth too. I, I got you. Let's figure this out together. And, um, when I didn't see personal development communities that were, that existed at all, I saw a ton of business communities, a ton of marketing communities. I was like, where's a personal development community? Oop, looks like it doesn't exist. I guess I'm supposed to be the one that creates it. So that's how I started my personal development community in general. I love that. Yeah. I I think it's so important. And like, um, it kind of goes along with like the quote, like if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You need to only hang out with people who are a couple steps ahead, but really, you know, having the influence of people who are where you want to be allows you to start to tap into their energy. So that's so huge. Yeah. And they show you what's possible. 
And, you know, it's kind of back to that concept of like it being hard to be what you can't see. I need to see someone who is living a life that I'm like, I won't have that exact life because we're not the same person or with the same goals or same interests. But I'm like, there's something about what you're doing that I want to learn. And I want to think, how is that person thinking? What are the habits that that person has? Like, what about how they show up to their life or what was the path like that got them there so that I can see a path of what could be possible that then I can make my own. And if you don't have those examples or anyone to tap into, it's really hard. You just feel like you don't know the direction that you're going, especially in the entrepreneurial space. But I think it's real for anything. I think brand new moms would say that. I think anyone that's fresh out of college would say that. Someone that's starting a side business for the first time, like anyone that's in something brand new, you got to find people around you. And part of how I've attracted this, which I know is part of your question that I didn't answer, is I talk about it. I talk about the actual struggle part of it. I'm really, really intentional about being like, hey, you know, like right now I'm on this hormonal journey. Anybody else on this too? Anybody else in this stage of life? Is anybody else doing this? Tell me if this is you. Tell me if this is you so I can literally connect with people based off of common interest. And I'm not afraid to look like I don't have it all figured out because figuring it out is a forever game, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's that realness too that, that helps you connect with others. You know, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So aside from entrepreneurship and like the business side of things, um, and even like personal development aside, what's something that you are just like really into right now in your life, like a hobby or a, you know, what, what's something that you're into? Yeah. So we just moved from San Diego to Austin, Texas, and uh, it's a whole new journey. I think I'm just really into this season of like, checking out like what's new what are the new like what are the new hobbies that i want to have like what is it going to be like living life here checking out different places and restaurants and hiking and like running outside and just being all around this like brand new environment that feels so random because we decided to move to austin and then we my fiance is a dentist he put in his notice the monday after we decided and we moved six weeks later so we packed up all of our stuff. We like sold a bunch of stuff that we had. We packed what we could fit into our car and then we moved. So right now, like what I would say I'm the most excited about is just like my personal life feels like it's so new. And instead of letting myself be overwhelmed by that or thinking like, I don't know what's coming next. I'm just like, what else do I want to learn? Should I learn how to fish? Should I learn how to like, I don't know like ski? Should I learn how to do this? Like, what do I want to do? And gosh, it's a great place to be in because so often we feel stuck because we're not doing anything new for the first time. And I'm like, my life is literally like, I'm just going to curate it that I'm doing new stuff all the time. So I don't, you know, I didn't pick up like playing the flute or any like new random hobbies. My hobby is like just being a life enthusiast, trying to figure out what things I like and doing that for forever. But I feel it a lot right now. Oh my gosh. When you were talking just now, the, the term life enthusiast from the, from your bio, it like hit me in the head. Like I was like, yep, that is, that's what you're, that's what you are. That's what you are. <laughs> that's so yeah. fun. Okay. So I, I noticed a trend. I don't know if it's, you're like a part of this trend, but I've noticed a trend of people obviously leaving like LA and, and San Diego and that whole area to Texas. Yeah. Why, why did you choose Austin, Texas? Yeah. So for us, we were in San Diego. So we lived in originally from the Seattle area, lived in New York for four years, moved to San Diego for two. And it was one morning we were like in the middle of a workout. And I was like, what are we doing? We knew we were at the stage. So my fiance and I have been together for 12 years. We're engaged. And I'm like, what? Like, we don't want to buy a house here. We don't want to raise kids in Southern California. We knew that we didn't want that. So we were kind of like, 
should we now make this change to move to this next season of a place where I feel like we would want to settle down? I love just the feel of Austin. I've been here several times for like bachelorette parties and different things. And I'm like, I love the feel of the city. I love how warm the people are. I love the Midwest vibes. I love the climate of it outside of the summers are really freaking hot. Uh, but I just love like the central location of it. And it's when you look up real estate, you're like, Oh, this is what you can get for a million dollars in Texas versus California. So a lot of it, even financially, it's really favorable for small businesses, really favorable for the dentistry industry. So it was really calculated in that, like we liked it enough to try it out for size. And our mindset is like, we move there, we either love it, like we think we will, or if we don't, then we can move wherever we want. Yeah. Nothing's permanent. So yeah. yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. Um, yeah, that's just so interesting. I know I know a lot of people are, are going in that direction. There's obviously a lot of benefits of living in Texas for multiple reasons. Um, yeah. I'm moving to San Antonio, so I'll have to check Austin out. It sounds amazing. Yeah, I really love it. I think a lot of Californians in particular are getting out of California from a tax perspective. <laughs> I yeah. think that's really huge. Um, but yeah, for sure. We love it. Yeah. So, okay. This is not like a a question I normally ask, but would love to hear your favorite place that you have traveled like ever. Where do you like love to travel to? Ooh, we went on a backpacking trip. My fiance and I went for four weeks and Italy was for sure my favorite place that I've ever been in particular. Um, Monet, what's it called? Cinque Terre, like the cities along that you can hike between. There's like four different cities on the coast and you can hike between each city. That was honestly amazing. The people are so warm. The wine is cheaper than the water. It's like, it's just like such an experience. Like culturally, I love like warm people, people that like hug you and like kiss you on both cheeks. Like I love the Italian culture uh, and the food. So that, that's probably my favorite place. We're going to do um, for our honeymoon, we're going to do Greece and the Amalfi coast, which is on my list for sure too. I have like 800 million places I want to go. Um, so I'd love if we can just start traveling again. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. I haven't been to Italy yet either. So definitely on the list. Yes. I love it. Awesome. So my last question for you is, do you have a favorite book that has really been transformative for your journey? The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks is huge for anyone struggling with upper limits. And then a book that I'm obsessed with right now, like I can't answer it. This is just one book. Okay. So that book for sure, if you're struggling with an upper limit, like, oh, like I can't do this, that book. But then what I'm obsessed with that I just recently read is You Should Talk to Someone by Lori Gottlieb. It is a counselor who talks about her patients, but she also talks about herself through a therapist lens. It's so incredible. I listened to it on Audible. It's a big, thick book, but I think it's really helpful to understand like human, like just psychology in general, like understanding why people struggle the way that they struggle and how to better have empathy for people that are in situations that maybe you haven't been in yourself, but learn through their stories, which is, I I, I love that type of book. I like learning through other people's stories. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I can tell that you have a lot of knowledge around mindset and, and psychology and, and it's just it really, really shows. I, I'm so excited that you have joined us today. I know everyone's going to want to go follow you on Instagram and listen to your podcast, of course. Tell us where people can find you and connect with you. Tell us about any like offers you have right now or anything you want to share. 
Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. So fun to chat. So my favorite uh, social media platform is Instagram. It's just at Keisha.Fitzgerald, K-A-C-I-A. My podcast is Empower Her Monday and Thursday every week. And I mean, honestly, if you're interested in a personal development community, you can always slide into my DMs. I always answer all of my DMs and we can chat about the collective, which is my personal development community designed for women that just want to be more connected to community of growth-minded women. And yeah, that, that's what I'm excited about right now. And hopefully moving into the event space when things, you know, start opening up. I've got so many ideas and I'm not letting myself feel trapped, but instead being like, you know what, this is the time to lean in and get more excited about the process and not wait until that end goal and practice what I preach. So I'm doing that in real time. <laughs> I love that. I'm definitely, definitely going to come to your conference. I'm going to check out your community. Um, I'll link your information in the show notes so everybody can head there for her um, Instagram bio and podcast information. And it has been such a joy having you. I've learned a ton. Thank you so much, Keisha. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, girl.